Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we're back. And we are still a little bit down and out, but we are here. We're doing it live, and I appreciate everybody joining me for this very uh, mellow episode of the Fantasy Football Show. Uh, For those wondering about the Cooper Cup 9016 League, we're still waiting on a few people to accept some invites that I've sent them. On top of, we had a couple people bail out. So we have like two spots available. If anybody wants in, just drop a $20 Super Chat at any point during the show and you are in. Um, I may give away one on my Instagram stories as well at some point um, during this week. Now, the the uh, the 19 burrowed me. I got burrowed pretty hardcore. Uh, I'm still very, very low energy. Big hands, low energy, and um, that's kind of set, set some things back anyway in terms of trying to get the 96 team draft kicked off today was the, the plan. Um, but we're going to go with June 15. Just to give ourselves enough time, I, I was going to say June 10. Um, this gives us enough time to to make sure we have everybody on on the same page. And we don't want to start the draft with like four people not checked in in the top 15 picks or something like that. So don't worry. I'll talk a lot about it heading into June 15. You'll hear a lot of information about it. You get all the rules, the breakdown. There's going to be no trading. Um, we'll talk about the benches, how deep the benches will be. Um, all that stuff is coming, so just hang tight if you're in the Cooper Cup 96 Team League. Um, this gives us more time to just make sure we do it right. We will be, obviously we can't live stream the entire draft. There's 96 people in this draft. There's, again, two or three spots left. Um, we can't live stream the whole draft because it's going to take two months to do. Um, it's an hour timer. The, the timer's off at midnight to like 6 a.m. And there's an hour timer. Um, everybody's going to need to pre-draft as much as they can, but there's eight copies of every player in the player pool. It's a fantastic league. If you want in, there's just a couple spots left. Um, we're going to get into the news of the day, and then we'll start with some voicemails. I don't know how much more we'll even get to uh, today, but we'll try. I'll do some Q&A with the chat, but let's kick it off with the news. And now for the news. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. Tariq first in the building. Tariq, what's up? Swaggy. Uh, Mario, what's up? Axe, what's going on? Gary, what's going on? Big Dog, what's up? Bruce, what's up? Double A. Um, and I apologize if I'm not answering DMs. I've got everybody and their mother asking me how I'm feeling. So, like, just one blanket. I'm, I'm doing better. Obviously, I'm not great, um, but definitely better on the mend. Um, just going to take probably a good week or week and a half, I think, to get my full energy back. Right now, I feel like I'm floating. I, I honestly don't even feel like I'm here. It's weird. Um, it's one of those things where you feel like you're floating above your chair. I'm very foggy. Um, I feel more coherent, and I, I feel like I sound. Maybe I don't. Maybe I, I, later on, I'll watch this. It'll be like watching uh, when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio um, thought he drove home in the Lambo in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He thought he drove home in spectacular fashion, but he ended up just smashing the car up and down the street. I might feel like I'm more coherent and, and articulate than yesterday. 
uh, but maybe on the on the replay, <laughs> I'll notice I'm not. But in that, I just want to say I'm doing fine. I'm probably not going to answer everyone's DM on that because I'm getting a thousand questions and it's really hard to repeat. You know that things are good, but I do appreciate everybody asking. And uh, thank you very much for your concerns and your thoughts, your prayers. I hope everybody else stays safe out there. Um, entire family got blasted by this. So I'm the healthiest one in the household. Everyone outside of this door is currently uh, is currently sick with uh, with uh, the 19. So um, it's it's rough it's rough in Casa de Smitty, but we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it live. Um, let's go to the current. Um, big topic I, I guess of, of the moment would be this Kyler Murray showed up to Cardinals OTAs today but does not that does not mean the new contract is in place or on the horizon this according to Rich Eisen who actually talked to uh, Ian Rappaport um, and Rappaport's the one that explained all this and Rappaport said that um, you know Kyler showing potentially good faith by showing up um, but he wants a new deal the Cardinals apparently are definitely on the side of of this fence of like they want to get a, a deal done too. They had they had postured we're not doing a deal, and and the one thing that the the Cardinals we knew there was the potential of them changing directions was the fact that they would look at all the money values, all the the contract hikes, and the fact that they don't want to pay Kyler an exorbitant amount of money later. Um, they, they might want to offer him something now. So it sounds like the Cardinals are open-minded to it. Um, Kime, Steve Kime had mentioned that, uh, you know, they want him to be their future quarterback. They're very, very, I believe, interested in getting uh, contract talks going with Kyler still or keeping them going. Um, I think Kyler showing up definitely feels like maybe they've, they've have open communication. It's not just like, Hey, show up and we'll talk. I think they've definitely had some kind of open communication um, now, whether they meet on a number that Kyler feels comfortable with, I could see Kyler Murray playing out his contract and not signing a deal he doesn't like. Whereas, like in the case of Debo Samuel, Debo's got to play. Debo can't walk into 20. Debo can't say no. I'll just get more next year. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, it's such a different, like, ball game. Um Debo Samuel has to prove he can stay healthy. If Debo Samuel has one, you know, has this one season here in 2022 where he doesn't get on the field enough or doesn't replicate even close to last year's numbers, Debo will not get the bag. Whereas Kyler, Kyler could, even if Kyler got hurt, had another high ankle sprain or separated his shoulder and missed half of a season, he would still walk into 2023 getting the same kind of money. He's a quarterback. The longevity is going to be there. Um, Kyler could walk into 2022, not not even sign this extension that, let's say, is offered to him that's a lower amount than he wants, and then walk into 2023 and say, you know, hey, uh, I want a new deal, and I, you know, here's what I command, and and the Cardinals be more apt to sign him then because, you know, a he's got one year left. They could franchise tag him, but. Um, Kyler can play can play that waiting game is what I'm saying. Whereas the guy like Debo, he can't. You know, he needs to get that bag now. So Debo's coming in with whatever the Niners probably offer him. He might push back, but if the Niners say 62 million guaranteed, uh, 104 million dollar total deal, four years, 
you know, very little incentives, whatever. Debo might push back, but he'll show up. Kyler, if they lowball Kyler, I don't think Kyler just signs it because he's afraid, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out. He knows the bag will eventually be there for him. One team in the in the National Football League is going to want him um, and pay him that amount. And if the Cardinals aren't willing to pay him uh, even close to what he's probably worth fair market-wise, at least to other teams, the Cardinals would probably end up trading him next year. So, like, it, it's it's probably going to happen. Um, I was very much along the lines of thinking that a Kyler deal wasn't going to happen this offseason because the Cardinals were very firm and to the point where Kyler, like Debo, scrubbed his social media, got up from the negotiating table because no one was even on the other side anymore. The Cardinals were not on the other side of the table. And then he wrote this, you know, near ransom letter to the team saying, hey, uh, you know, you guys need to, to give me the money for me to come play. If you want to win, win championships, I can do that for you. I need the bag. And so Kyler, you know, Kyler and the Cardinals were very, very far apart. Now, we knew that they wanted him to show leadership, show up, you know, put your head down, start working. And he's done that. You know, he at first he didn't scrub the social media. We called him Kyler Murray, juice box Kyler. He then started to get to work. He started staying quiet, kept his head down. And the Cardinals may have seen what they needed to see just to see, okay, hey, Show us you can even do it for a couple months, Kyler. Then come back to the negotiating table. We're not even necessarily asking you to do it for a whole year. Just don't just come out here and demand this, demand that after the 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 season you put together, which was filled with a lot of disappointment in leadership and the fact that he didn't even go back onto the field and take the last snap with the team. He refused to. Um, a lot of blame thrown on the Cardinals. They put him in a position to fail. Cardinals didn't like that. And I don't think they like it now, and I think that's why they're not going to give him exactly what he wants. The question is, can they meet somewhere in the middle? Will Kyler be happy enough to get an amount of money that's lower than he wanted, but still respectable fair market-wise? I don't know. I don't even know if the Cardinals will offer him even remotely close to what he wants. Maybe they offer him everything he wants. It's tough to say. Um, What really kind of potentially throws a, a wrench into all this is the Lamar Jackson deal because Lamar Jackson's money and contract can set the the market you know for everybody and it's crazy that Lamar Jackson didn't pursue a new contract off the back of um, Deshaun Watson's 230 million dollar deal because that 230 million dollar guaranteed deal set a, a, a road and path and, and paved the, the the way for Lamar Jackson to get it something in the ballpark of that and then you have other deals that they, they can happen in between that can reset that guaranteed expectation in terms of what a player is going to get guaranteed money uh, wise so I, I think Lamar missed the mark he doesn't have an agent his mother and him are handling all of his affairs and and some think it's smart and part of me thinks there could be something to what Lamar is doing you know, the fact that Lamar is, um, you know, waiting, it, it could make it to where, like, this guy gets, you know, he wants to get franchise tech. So here, here's here's Lamar's thinking, according to Ian Rappaport. And, and I believe this is probably where Lamar's at. Lamar doesn't want to sign with the Baltimore Ravens right now. 
you could say why they, they improved their deep. They just got rid of his number one wide receiver, Hollywood Brown. And it was a shock to him, even though he knew this could potentially be coming. He, he tweeted WTF the moment Hollywood Brown was traded. And yet I got people that would say, Smitty, <laughs> Smitty, he knew it was coming. And then I'd, I'd say, well, Bob, Bob, I, I realize he probably had heard some rumblings. Bob, I, I, I realize he probably was told we might try and trade him. But clearly the moment he was traded at that moment in this you know series of events at that sp- specific time during the draft, he was shocked. And then people kept arguing with me. They kept replying, replying to my tweet. They kept replying to my... Because I think I... After Lamar Jackson tweeted WTF, I think I, I, I retweeted with a quoted text saying, looks like someone didn't tell Lamar or, or something like that. And I got person after person, just Smitty, he knew. Smitty, he knew. It was There's an article out there that talks about that he knew. What are you talking about an article out there? The man himself... The, the person that is shocked, the person that said WTF in his tweet minutes before or minutes after the trade happened is the one telling us that he's shocked. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, what more do you want? The guy was shocked. The guy was not happy. Okay. The guy was not happy or excited that you traded his number one wide receiver away. So Lamar's got issues with Baltimore long term. I'm not saying he won't sign a long term deal. I'm not saying the Ravens won't offer him something that he can't refuse. I'm not saying that that he's not trying to negotiate in and use this as a ploy to get more money. But from everything that we've heard, and, and Lamar said very little, according to Ian Rappaport, this is the first time he's even talked about it, um, when he was called out for not being at voluntary workouts, and he said, calm down, this is voluntary, I'll be there for the real deal. So Lamar holdout is not an option at this moment. Lamar basically saying the voluntary stuff, stop, chill, stop. I'll be there. I'll be there. So Lamar is going to report. Lamar is more interested from everything that I'm hearing, everything that Ian Rappaport's hearing, everything that everyone that has anything, uh, you know, knowledgeable to say on this topic. We're hearing that Lamar Jackson, his intention is to play out his fifth year option and then get franchise tagged, potentially get franchise tagged. He doesn't necessarily want a contract right now because in, in let's talk about the smart aspect of this. Cause some, there's a lot of negative as well. Um, the, the, the injury, what if, what if he doesn't play as well two years from now, there's a lot of reasons, you know, he's banking on himself, but there's a lot of reasons you would take a $230 million guaranteed deal. If you could negotiate something like that, but Basically, this man wants to play for $45 million a year, which is obviously a smart move in a sense. If you think about it, he plays his fifth-year option out. Then he plays for $45 million roughly uh, on the franchise tag. Then he plays again at the $45 million amount on the franchise tag, 48, whatever it's going to be at that time. That's over, you know, just in those two years of the franchise tag, not including the fifth-year option, that's over $100 million, roughly $100 million that he just made there, then he gets to ink the brand new deal. So his thinking is play my fifth year out, get franchise tagged at least once, maybe twice, then sign a, maybe then it's 400 million. You know what I'm saying? So instead of locking himself into a $230 million guaranteed deal, which it sounds smart, probably is smart. I would do it myself. 
he's thinking, okay, what if it's 350 million then, 400 million, whatever. I can make 100 million now, between now and then, on those two franchise tag deals, and then get my bag later. So that's the thinking behind Lamar. Lamar's showing up. Lamar's probably not signing any kind of deal unless they come to him, uh, the Ravens, and give him some kind of offer he can't refuse. It doesn't sound like they can do that based on his mentality and what he wants to accomplish with his his waiting on signing a deal. So Lamar is not going to set any kind of quarterback market, apparently, in this free agency. Maybe not even next year or the year after. Um, so you got you got two quarterbacks here that we've talked about of the three that are the main dramatic, you know, uh, stories right now Kyler Murray Kyler Murray is showing up Kyler Murray wants a new deal the Cardinals apparently want to potentially give him that deal if the price is right but they're not guaranteeing anything um Lamar Jackson not showing up to voluntary workouts but he's gonna be there for everything else he's saying I'll be there don't worry about it I'm coming I'm coming he's not signing a new deal probably won't sign a new deal and that's expected Deshaun Watson, um, we talked about this yesterday. This is the other piece of, of, of news here. And um, there is a, a 23rd civil lawsuit that's been filed against Deshaun Watson, which throws a monkey wrench in the fact that we're waiting on this, this determination by the NFL. And now we've got to sit here and, and wonder if this is going to throw a, either a delay in the process or make them back off. Uh, a lesser punishment they may have been toying with, even if it was tied to, okay, we're going to readdress this once the 22 cases were settled and we know what the results are, we could circle back and throw on more punishment or not. Now, with a 23rd lawsuit being filed, which isn't the end of it all either, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying this thing will go further, but this could continue to, to pile up because this is not a class action. Someone can come up tomorrow and say, hey, I want to do this. Hey, I want to come forward too. This person right here apparently watched the H HBO special and it, it riled them up in a way that they wanted to come out and get into involved in the, in the lawsuit. So this 23rd civil lawsuit, whether you want to say it's bogus or not, it's going to throw a wrench into the process because the NFL part of their investigation was interviewing all of the 22 individuals involved now right at the end of making their determination and their last piece of it was to talk to Deshaun Watson right at the end of it this 23rd situation pops up now the NFL you've got to think now needs to interview that person that needs to re-interview Watson because they're probably talking to Watson about every single one of these 22 individual cases this has got to be the most taxing thing that a that a, a a human you know can can go through uh, in Watson's situation. Not not saying from from the like a, I, don't, I didn't mean for that to sound callous to any potential victim, but like from a football player perspective, like this is a long, draining, enduring process. Can you imagine this long? Like the 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 end of the road for him is so far down down that way. Like, this is not even close to over for him. And he potentially wants to fight these these cases, too, from what I hear. I don't know if he'll end up doing that. My guess is he'll be like, forget it. Let's just close the door. But he wants to fight these 22 cases. He wants to clear his name. This 23rd case popping up is not great. Not to mention, everyone thinks that the, the criminal's off the table now. It's not off the table. Criminal's on the table at any point the DA decides there's any kind of evidence, new evidence, 
uh, you know, re-examined evidence, whatever, that can turn something into a, 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 a potential criminal investigation. So this 23rd case will be looked at most likely by the DA to see if something criminal does need to be filed. Now, based on the other criminal situations, it probably, I would guess, nothing would come from it. But we don't know that. We don't know what kind of new evidence would be involved in this 23rd case. So basically, this is pretty, pretty tough. Um, I, I, I think I think that if you own Watson in, in fantasy and you're in a dynasty league, you have a player that has the potential to be a top 5 to 10 quarterback. If you have him in redraft or you've drafted him in dynasty and you're trying to think about 2022... You've got to expect him to be out minimum a half a season. Um, could he? Could the NFL come in and say something crazy? I, I thought maybe this is possible before this 23rd case. Now I think they're going to err on the side of caution because now you have this open-ended, unsure situation that popped up. You don't know what that's going to look like. You don't know what kind of information is going to come out of this case. So it's like if they had the potential to say, time served for now, time served for now, Let's go ahead and, and say we're not going to make a determination on punishment until this all plays out because apparently Watson wants to fight the 22 cases, maybe now 23, and we will reassess whether punishment is uh, 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 needed Needed if, let's say, the cases come out to where he settles or he, he, you know, he, he loses or whatever, one or two or three or all the cases or none of them. They'll make a determination. I thought that was a potential possibility that they would come out and say the NFL and Roger Goodell that we're going to hold off on any sort of suspension until we find out the results which would have been oh my god that could be years <laughs> so Watson play he's playing game on no restrictions totally unlocked you know cheat code enabled but now I think we're looking at six to eight to nine games uh suspended for 2022 and that is not that is not i repeat that is not the end of it it will all fully be determined on on what happens at the end of this all of, of this whole thing there's no way the nfl is satisfied giving him a punishment when they don't know the outcome of the cases now granted these are all civil not criminal currently and again that could change but I don't think the NFL is going to be okay with this is our our, our end solution this is our no matter how the cases turn out this is what we've decided it's going to be pending it's going to be here's what we're doing now we will revisit later it kind of has to be because there's so much that still could come out from these situations let's say he loses two or three of these or all of them or whatever they're going to come out and say look you just lost that or even if you settle, you're admitting some sort of, uh, you know, it, 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 I want to I want to say guilt, but when you're settling, the league's going to look at that a certain way. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, for right now, expect half a season. If it ends up being different, then that, that that'll be gravy for you with your fantasy team. But for now, I would expect half a season. Wouldn't shock me if he was out the entire season. His contract is such that he's getting paid like. Uh, it's like a million dollars this year, and then it's 40, 47. But there's also the signing bonus, and ends up being he's getting paid about 47, 48 million, I believe, a year, 49 million a year, something like that. Um, but but this this is uh, this is definitely going to be a, 
a blow to the Brown fans who who thought they were going to get Watson and have have this you know stellar 2022 season, but this is all for 2023 and beyond. And the Browns have to hope it doesn't spill into the 2023. Like you, Browns fans are probably saying, "Man, I hope we get you know six games, uh, a six game suspension max." Now you might be saying, "You know what? I, I just hope it doesn't spill into 2023. 2022 is going to potentially be a lost season. These divisions are so tough in the NFL, um, and 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 they're just stacked. Like the the talent on some of these teams in 2022." Um, on the NFC side and, and especially the AFC side, they're they're so stacked. There's so, some teams that are just so good, and and I I don't see how a team like the Browns is going to skate into the playoffs. There's no skating into the playoffs anymore. They're, they're especially in the especially in a couple of these divisions. But um, I, I don't see how a team like the Browns can even remotely come close to making the playoffs because they'd have to literally start off like six and one without Deshaun Watson and have him come in. He's going to have some rust. Um, there's just no way. Uh, so, Hope Baker wins the Super Bowl with the Browns and leaves them. That's not happening to Bruce. But Baker Baker should be played. And if he can, you know, up his value, then you can trade him later. Um, that's what I would do if, if I was... I, you know, I don't know if the Browns are going to take that approach or if they're going to go with Brissett. I like Brissett a lot too, to be honest. But um, I think Baker, you know, you got good potential to get trade value by, by using Baker audition season. Yeah, that's right. But stop with the Baker wins the Super Bowl, Bruce. Come on. Um, so that's where we're at with these 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 quarterback situations. Um, we had this news yesterday about Najee Harris uh, gaining uh, 14 pounds. Doesn't seem to be remotely accurate. He played around 237 to 240, according to most sources that I can find. Um, there's no, like, legit weight number that you can you know every weighs different every week but for the most part it sounds like he's up four pounds four to five pounds not 14 the initial report that the individual used we believe was using his draft weight um so it's alarming he's playing at 14 pounds more than his draft weight but he played successfully at 240 pounds so um i'm not worried about this four pounds not to mention you get into june and july and you get into workouts and cardio and and, and getting back to like full go with professional trainers and and, and 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 exercise coaches and everything. This 244 pounds could drop down to 239 even if he's trying to maintain four or five extra pounds. Um, I'm not worried about four or five pounds. I'd be worried about anything playing weight from last year um, being above like seven to ten. Um, because you add weight, it slows you down. Um so definitely going to say that uh, I'm not too worried about this Najee Harris stuff. He's the number two overall pick for me in redraft and in dynasty, and I think he should be for everybody else as well. So ignore ignore the the the, the negatives on this and use it to your advantage if you can. Um, so there's that news. Uh, DK Metcalf. Um, this is uh, some pretty substantial news because it, it could impact uh, a lot of the other wide receivers. But Pro Football Focus is talking about DK's contract to be five years, 130. Um, you know, given that, that that we're looking at, like A.J. Brown, for example, was four years, uh, 100, and it was like 57 or 58 million. You know, this makes sense. So, um, 
it, it just depends on what that yearly amount is. It might affect Debo Samuel's contract. We'll kind of find out. Um, but but this deal, Cooper Cup's extension, Debo's, those are all McLaurin's. Those are all potentially coming down uh, the way here in a little bit. So stay tuned on that. They will all kind of impact and affect each other. What's up, Niner by Nature? Niner by Nature in the house. I believe still the number one super chatter of the year um, in terms of some total. And I don't even know what the total is anymore. I want to say it's like, I think I have it right here. Niner by Nature. I don't know. It's something in like the 200 and something range. Niner by Nature is a beast. Absolute beast. Appreciate you for being here. Uh, Debo's five years, 150. I doubt it's going to go that high. I don't think it's going any higher than... um, so if it's 50, uh, 57 to 59 million guaranteed for AJ Brown, we're, we're looking at probably like, I would say around 60 million, um, for four years. If it is five years, could I see it, you know, being closer to this 130 figure? Yeah. I don't think Debo is going to get 150. I think the Niners, Niners are very conservative. I don't think they're going to set any records with this one. And I don't think that they're going to pay him above what DK or AJ Brown will get but who knows who knows uh, as soon as it uh, as soon as it um, gets done I think everybody's gonna breathe easy I got you Smitty almost done with trucking school congratulations on that um, are you able to when you're in full trucking mode uh, Niner by nature are you gonna be able to tune in on the regular and listen to the fantasy football show that's pretty much the most important question at hand. And we need you spreading the word out there. And I need to get you some bumper stickers and some decals. So uh, d- d- email me. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and click that contact form and email me. And I'll get you some stickers, um, decals for you. Uh, JJ will scoop him up. What are you talking about there, Terry? What are you talking about there? Um, let's see here. Okay. Oh, here's the Madden cover. Uh, stuff so legendary John Madden returns to the cover you know this is cool this is really cool I think that's uh that's fitting it's also like in a very selfish way I kind of don't like when my players hit the Madden cover I think most of you agree (laughs) so let's let's definitely keep you know Trey Lance off the Madden cover let's keep uh you know JT off the Madden cover Najee doesn't need this right now with the weight gain so I'm all about let's leave players off for right now. Plus, Madden deserves it. Madden's a legend. He will be missed. He's the, he's the, he's the GOAT. Um, so there's that. I appreciate all of the questions that are piling in. Um, almost done with trucking school. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Thank you. Awesome job. Debo the like button says Niner by nature. Um, yeah, no Madden cover for Trey. Okay, let's hit the uh, voice messages if if you if we can find that. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. I'm about ready to pass out already. I'm completely. I would love to know how many words I've spoken. I feel like I did pretty good. I feel like I, I feel like I was pretty coherent, and I didn't stumble as much as I, I thought I would trying to just get under my words. But like I, I feel like I, I've talked more right now than I have in like a week. 
let's hit this one. This one's from, uh, I don't know who this is from. Smitty, how you doing? Stormcat here. Stormcat. So listen, I wanted to get your opinion on this strategy to employ with the best ball tournaments over at Underdog. Uh, one thing I'm trying in some of them is getting two receivers from the same team uh, in the somewhat later rounds, like uh, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore from the Jets or Lazard and Christian Watson from the Packers. You know, chances seem, since you can go really deep, in these leagues with 18 players, seems like on any given week, one of the two would have a reasonable chance of going off. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I don't know if you saw this, the episode where we broke down my, my best ball draft, but I took Garrett Wilson, I took Elijah Moore. I love having the combo. I feel like in New York, they will do good things this year. No, they're not ready for multiple playoff wins, let alone a playoff berth. I mean, you never know, right? People laughed at the Bengals winning the division when your boy Smitty said, I said, the Bengals will win the division. We'll do it live. And they did it live. And they won the division. And they went to the to the NFL Super Bowl. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. But it's, I mean, that division, you got to, you're not going to, you're probably not going to win that division. Buffalo Bills are going to win the division. And you got to grab one of the three wild cards. It's just, it's, the, the Jets aren't making the playoffs in 2022. But they will show flashes of what they're going to be capable of very soon. And I think they rotate. Like, Zach Wilson's going to take a big step forward. I can't believe there's still so many doubters on Zach Wilson. He's going to be good. And and he's going to make someone productive every week. And so I do like that rotation as a wide receiver three. Um, also, you guys want to do these kinds of things, go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Click the underdog banner that looks just like this that I have at the top of of the site in the header click on that get a free 10 to 15 minute phone call from me to show me a screenshot dm it to me or email it to me um, but go to the fantasyfootballshow.com click that underdog banner which is attached to my promo code which is smitty if you end up needing to use the promo code outside of the link use smitty and get in there and play underdog fantasy because you can capitalize so much on Kenneth Walker's like fifth, sixth, seventh round value. You can capitalize on on Javante's second round value. You know, you can capitalize on Russell Wilson's late quarterback value, Trey Lance's late quarterback value, um, DK Metcalf's super late value, Brees Hall's third round and fourth round value. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, go do that at at. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com and click the underdog banner and play. And it helps your boy Smitty out. And if anybody does that right now and you're brand new and you can send me a screenshot, I'll give you a spot in the 96-team league, which we still have several spots to give away at this point. Um, the draft will be June 15. We delayed it because, number one, I got, I, got the, I got the 19, okay? So I got a little setback. Little setback. I didn't have time to jam in a, a draft and get all that. Apologize. Apologies. Smitty got burrowed. I got burrowed hardcore, and we weren't able to get the draft kicked off in time. But that's okay. Time gives us, uh, you know, the luxury of of slowing down and making sure we do it right. <sighs> Derek. Hey, Smitty. It's Chick again. Uh, I have a question about a running back. So let's just say if I was to get Christian McCaffrey in the auction redraft as my RB1 or RB2 per se, 
Um, is it worth obtaining a handcuff of Chuba Hubbard or and or Dante Foreman? Of the two, which one would you think is the better of the handcuff? Or do you think I should just retain Christian McCaffrey if I was able to draft him? Thanks, Paul. Um, I mean, yeah, you always want to cuff, you know, a guy like McCaffrey. I think Foreman at the moment is a better running back, you know, and I like Chuba coming out of college, but, you know, he had a shot. He did okay, but it's tough to say. It's tough to say. I, I personally, I'm only taking Christian McCaffrey in, in like one league, you know, just so I have shares of him in case he does rebound to form. But I'm not like super amped about it, bro. I'm not like, it isn't my favorite, you know, draft selection but for- Foreman Foreman showed good you know good ability to I think play when he was called upon and and, and I, I like Foreman he looked he looked pretty good um what's up uh Derek Lincoln in the house Kyler couldn't dream of doing a live stream with COVID <laughs> vamp vamp with a little dig at Kyler <laughs> fantasy dog sorry you ain't with it Smitty who said I'm not with it fantasy dog who said I'm not bringing the thunder even with the with the 19, bro? Huh? Who said? Do I look like I'm not with it? I'm still bringing it. Um, what do you think of Mac Jones this season? I don't think of Mac Jones this season. How's that? What's he gonna do for you in fantasy, bro? Bruce. Hey, Smitty. My question is: all the talk about Najee Harris gaining weight, but no talk of Herbert. The GOAT gaining weight, they said he's up to like 245 of muscle. Don't you think Herbert gaining all that muscle is going to affect his throwing motion just as bad as the weight's going to affect Najee's running ability? Just my thought, maybe it's two different positions. They don't care. I don't know. (laughs) The Bruce. The the thing I love about the Bruce, the Bruce is awesome. Uh, Yes, Derek, I I got the 19. I don't look look sick because it's been multiple days that I've been down, bro, and I feel like passing out. So Um, the Bruce, (laughs) the Bruce is looking for, looking for reasons for certain, certain things. I don't know. Uh, No, the, look, Herbert gaining weight. Goats don't, goats don't get affected by weight gain. The Bruce. But number one, it's a running back. Running back carrying the weight, a running back hitting the ground. Hey, the Bruce, do me a favor. Go put a backpack on with about forty, uh, about 15 pounds of weights in it. And then jump up in the ground, uh, uh, in the air, onto the ground, over and over. And after about the 25th time, <laughs> I want you to tell me, does, is it harder to jump up in the air and hit the ground with 15, 20 pounds in your backpack than it does without it? And then come circle back. Uh, when you're a running back, you're taking a beating, the Bruce, and it's over, and it's over, and it's over. The more you weigh, the more impacting that's going to be. Similar to why I don't like Derrick Henry's, he's built different, and that's going to save him. Like, that's that's going to be a reason why he looks like he's running in mud one day. I will say, Derrick Henry, that video of him running uphill that they showed recently... Did have me, you know, get a little, little bit excited about him. I'm like, okay, maybe he's. A... But, but the thing is, you can look as good as you want in training. Keep in mind that Derrick Henry was doing push-ups on rubber bands with weights and stuff all around his neck, and he still broke last year. It, just because you're running out in open field, even if it's uphill, um, it's showing that his foot looks like he can definitely, you know, have may, maybe not have that lost step. But 
at what point does he still break down? You've got your knees. You've got a whole lot of reasons that your body, your lower body, will break down during hits and plays and during a season. Um, it is nice to see Derrick Henry running strong and uphill and looking quick. That makes me feel like maybe there is a chance he hasn't lost his step, but will he still break down? There's a lot of red flags with Derrick Henry. Um, similar to... Um, similar to... Uh, 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 God, here's my first my first blank because of because of the fogginess. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was saying, but basically Henry has got potential. Oh, C- C- McCaffrey, same with McCaffrey. Am I okay with owning McCaffrey and Henry in one league? Yeah, I- I'm okay with that. I just I don't want people to stack their teams with these two guys because there's a very high likelihood, not a guarantee. Hen- Henry, you know. Is trying to show that he still has the step. Looked good on on that run in that video up the hill, running those sprints. But you don't want to own these guys in multiple leagues because the the carries and workload. They it's historically it's it's easy to predict these things. Henry looked amazing last off season on those rubber bands, just just doing pushups with chains around his neck. It always looks great. It always looks great, but it's different when you get on the field. Yeah, Marion Barber. Um, let me pull up that piece of news because I, I know everyone's talking about it. Kind of, kind of didn't uh, have that uh, pulled up when I was going live, so I want to make sure I, I pull that up here. Marion Barber. You guys remember Marion Barber? Marion Barber was uh, was a beast for the the Cowboys for just a little bit of time, um, but he was found um, dead in was it Texas? On Wednesday, um, man, that's that's too bad. The police found him deceased. The cause of Barber's death is currently unknown. The former 109 overall pick in 2005 by the Cowboys, uh, Barber spent his first six seasons in Dallas and made a Pro Bowl in 2007. He spent his final season with the Bears in 2011 and then retired. Barber was set to turn 39 years old nine in nine days. He battled some mental health issues post-retirement. Our thoughts are with Barber's family and his loved ones. That's that's a shame. Marion Barber was a, a really exciting player and uh, sounds, sounds like he had some issues. And Man, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, the Bruce, I, I didn't mean to, I, you know, I carry people up and down the stairs. My cardio jumping days are over, but I love you, Smitty, too. <laughs> And Bruce, my whole point was, how do we get sidetracked on all this other stuff? Wait, wait. That's where we're going with this, Bruce. You totally sidetracked me. So, running backs gaining weight, not good. They hit the ground over and over and over. Um, plus, they're, they're, here's the main thing. You're used to playing at a certain weight. You add it, it just slows you down. You add it, it just feels harder when you hit the ground. Think about when you gain 10 pounds and you go running and your knees hurt. You drop 10 pounds, you can run better, your knees... Same thing, like, adding 10 pounds is, is like putting 10 pounds in a backpack and then trying to do all these other things. It slows you down. Um, Herbert doesn't need to go run anywhere, necessarily. Like, yeah, he can run, he can do some damage, you know, if he needs to. He can score those touchdowns. He's not a... Uh, Josh Allen type runner what is a guy could score six seven quarterback sneaks you know so could Tom Brady Tom Brady didn't run but he could still get you some touchdowns and some one yard sneaks um so I'm not worried about Herb 
Herbs can gain that 10 pounds. It doesn't matter to me. Herbs can gain 15. Herbs is getting stronger every single time he draws breath. Herbert is more goaded every time he draws breath. So the Bruce, there's nothing you can bring to the table that's going to make me think me think lesser of, of, of Herbert. He can lose 15 pounds. He can gain 15 pounds. Doesn't matter. He could change his number. He can, he can get his hair cut. We don't prefer that. We want his hair longer. He plays better that way, but he can do whatever he wants. He's Justin Herbert. And, and the Bruce, the truth is, you can do whatever you want to. You are the Bruce. You can do anything. Herbert to the moon. Let's give uh, the Bruce a moon, sh- a moon call. To the moon. Herbert to the moon. Yes, sir. All right, where were we at? Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. I just wanted to drop a quick note and say, hope you feel better. Hope you and the family do well. And I wish you a speedy and healthy recovery. Thanks, pal. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Next up, Kevin. All right, who wins today? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers? Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen time. It's Herbert time. It's Josh Allen time. It's Joe Burrow time. I'm not saying those other guys can't still bring it. I'm not saying that Brady still doesn't have the ability to win any game, but it. Josh Allen, Herbert, and Burrow are ready to be the next three and be consistently the next three. Um, any one of those guys can be number one. Like Aaron Rodgers at any moment can 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 have a 40-plus TD season. But given the fact that Mahomes was was uh, is now without Hill, Rodgers is now without Adams, those are two of the top five wide receivers in the NFL. That is a big, big deficit, you know, a big void ripped in their worlds uh i i'm fully fully convinced that it there'll be a decline for him and josh allen improvements herbert defense this is why herbert's my number one quarterback in fantasy football in 2022 this is why herbert is potentially the nfl mvp this is why herbert and the chargers are my expected afc appearing team in the Super Bowl in 2022 because of the defensive improvements they've made with Mac and everything they've done. Like, this is field position dream come true for Herbert and the Chargers. And Herbert is going to live in the red zone. Herbert, the GOAT, will punch you in the throat and this man's going to live in the red zone and throw two and three and four TD games all the time. You know, it's going to be one of those things where, like, you're going to say, well, field position, Smitty, maybe they're not going to need to throw as much. Well, guess what? I'll take take a team that doesn't need to throw as much from time to time, even though I don't think it's going to matter. But let's say that's going to live in the red zone because guess what? He could have those two and three TD first halves. He could have those three and four TD games, even with a 245-yard game. But Herbert is the kind of guy in this charger team is the kind of team that i think will still throw 300 yards you know herbert will still have 303 and four in a game where they had control early on i'm not worried about it i'm not worried about it 
I think Herbert's going to absolutely explode. I don't even know if I answered that question right. Hey, Smitty, Terry here. The JJ thing, uh, scoop him up, was uh, regarding Jerry Jones. Uh, I just have this feeling, I don't know, Dallas Cowboys could make a move on uh, Debo and the San Fran 49ers and uh, get him out of uh, the San Fran uh, air situation. What do you think? I'll be completely honest, Terry. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe we talked about something earlier, but I don't even know. I, thought, I think you said AJ. What? Hey, Smitty Terry here. The JJ thing, uh, scoop him up, was uh, regarding... I don't know. Re-ask it. I'm not sure what, what you mean. Just re-ask the original question. I'm very hey, out of Smitty, it. I think Chase Claypool had a tough time connecting with Ben Roethlisberger. Just age difference and... Uh, he was still kind of learning the offense. I'm excited about his, uh, his year three and uh, how he's going to bloom this year with the younger quarterbacks uh, in Pittsburgh. What do you think about Chase Claypool as a mid-round flyer? <laughs> An age difference. <laughs> yeah, they didn't relate. What? One's a millennial. He didn't understand how Claypool wanted the football. Asher. Oh, Asher. Oh, you're making me cry, bro. Claypool. I don't think Roethlisberger and Claypool got got along. They they were they were from a different generation. <laughs> Damn, Asher. Oh God, Asher, don't make me cough, bro. I haven't coughed all show. Oh God. Age difference. I've never heard that in my 20 years professional analysis. I've never been told or asked or someone commented about a player and two players not connecting because they're just from different generations. (laughs) One of them, I mean, he just didn't understand. He was old school. He didn't like to throw dimes. No, he wanted to he wanted to throw pitter patters back and forth. <laughs> uh, Asher, I love you. I'm not I'm not mad at you. You're not taking laps. You're making me laugh. <laughs> Terry. Yes, Mitty Terry here. Uh, what I'm getting at is Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Surprising the world and trading. And getting Debo Samuel. What do you think? Okay. I know you're a Niners fan, and you're gonna say take a lap. I'm not a Niners <laughs> fan, but okay. But what do you think? It's JJ, we're talking about here. Jerryland, Jeremiah. Thanks, Benny. Okay. Um, I think you had some of my cough syrup. There's no. There's. First of all, there's no way. There's no way. That the Cowboys are gonna acquire Debo Samuel. Um, would it be interesting? Absolutely. But if anything was gonna happen, it would <laughs> it would happen when there's draft capital to utilize and spend. Not to mention, I don't think they're trading the Niners are trading to the Vamp, they're not in the same division though. They're the same conference. Um, I don't think that they would trade. Yeah, I don't think they would trade within the same conference. I don't think that Debo Samuel 
would command enough for them for it to be worth the Niners doing the move with the draft already out of the way. It's a it's a great like fun you know concept, right? Dak to Debo, it's not going to happen. Um, the Niners will literally let this man sit out the year if he wants to sit out the year. Um, that's the way the Niners operate. They're not trade. They're not trading them. They're just not trade. They would have traded them already. Um, but would he do well in Dallas? I don't know. I, I don't think that's a great place. I mean, it's a it's a, a potent offense, sure. But I I think you know Lamb, um, this Tolbert kid, Tony Pollard, Schultz. There's a lot of weapons there. The Niners, the Niners. That's where he belongs. I'm not a Niner fan either. I'm not a Niner fan at all. I'm a Trey Lance supporter and a Trey Lance fan. I'm a fantasy football fan first and foremost. I just happen to love love a lot of the Niner weapons from a fantasy perspective, and I have a lot invested in Trey Lance. Sure, you know, in terms of all the predictions I've made, but you know, I'll, I, I, it's, it's nothing related to being a Niner fan. But yeah, oh man, that was great, Big Ben, <laughs> Big Ben. So, oh, I didn't even answer Asher's question. Um, I think Claypool's got a lot of upside. You know, I think Claypool, I, it's more about, it wasn't about Big Ben being older. It's about his arm being gone. <laughs> you know, like, granted, he was older and his arm fell off. But but it wasn't because there's, a, like, a mental age gap between <laughs> between the two. Claypool, just a lot, he was new school. He liked to catch the football like this. I like a receiver that catches the football like this. Like, it was, uh, you know, Claypool could be good. Claypool could be effective and... I like Claypool a, a lot. I just don't know that that Mitch Trubisky and Pickett, in my opinion, are going to have enough firepower to feed all three of these wide receivers. And Deontay's getting overdrafted by by a long, long amount, in my opinion. We got through it. We got through it, ladies and gentlemen. We got through it. Punch the thumbs up button if you are new. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button if you're new, and wipe your feet at the door. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we'll be back here same time tomorrow, I think, <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday, except for when your boy Smitty gets burrowed and has the 19. But, you know, we were only, we were only off one day, essentially. I came back on the second day, but I was late, and I did do two lives, though. Um, but we were only off one day, technically, Monday. So I apologize for that, but we're back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're live anytime there's breaking news. That means if tomorrow Cooper Cup signs an extension or um, Deshaun Watson news comes down, your boy Smitty fires up the studio. I tell Ziggy to, to kick on everything, and uh, we fire it up. We go live, and your boy Smitty does a live stream, an emergency live stream. So think of me when there's huge breaking news. Think of me. Think of Smitty. He's live right now. Let me go check out his channel. Leave a comment. I respond to every comment on my channel. Thank you, Swaggy. Thank you, Vamp. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate you. Debo is a cowboy. No, he's not. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. What's up, Taco? Thank you, Taco. Um... Trade deep now, yes, yes. Terry, uh, 75 in here, only 49 likes. Guys, push that thumbs up. Terry's right. Let's get those thumbs up. Up there a little bit. Um, Smitty is 
lit, coughing like he's hitting. All right, guys, appreciate all of you. Derek, appreciate you being here. Double A's in the house. Later, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you, the Bruce. I appreciate you, the Bruce.